rolled up to record this intro in literally matching outfits. <laughs> Our Valentine's for mom. So sweet. It's a sweatshirt that says self-care wellness club. It's pretty accurate, I would say. It's so funny because mom was wearing this sweatshirt the other day and she was sitting at the kitchen table and I walked in and I was like, mom, I love your sweatshirt. And then she looked at me with like the craziest look and she was like, thanks. And then there's like a long pause and she was I got you one for Valentine's Day. I just couldn't keep it to myself. And I was like, okay. Good old Christy. It's, Can't even keep her own secrets. It's so cute, though. I love it. I, I actually had a very strong feeling that I was going to log on to here and we would be matching. So Love it. Love to see it. I feel like we have a lot to catch up on, even though it hasn't been that long. Yes, we're recording this intro a little bit early because this is my moving week. Exciting time. Um... But it's currently Tuesday and I'm leaving on Friday. So yeah, there's just a lot going on. A lot of moving parts over in this vicinity. I'm so excited for you. Uh, Where do we even begin? Oh, did you watch the Super Bowl? Yes. So I did watch the Super Bowl. I watched very intently this year because, I mean, every year I honestly watch the Super Bowl because I love football. Um, But this year in particular, I was at home and I was with dad. So we literally just went to Buffalo Wild Wings and we ate so many wings and we just like sat in our pajamas and watched the whole thing. And to be honest, like I was pulling in the playoffs, I was pulling for the 49ers and for the Bengals. So neither of those two teams made it. So I just wasn't really like super attached emotionally to either one of these teams. Like I'm a Chiefs fan because I love Libby and she's from Kansas City and we've always kind of pulled for the Chiefs on the side when the Packers aren't doing super hot. Um, but the Eagles, yeah, not a big Eagles fan, but I did love Jalen Hurts and I really loved the like Kelsey brother rivalry. That was really special. I loved, that story. I loved his mom and her like split outfit. It was so cute. Literally. She was like the main character of the whole thing. Like even at the end when they were giving out the trophy and like the coach was talking, it was like half the screen was on the coach and the other half was like them trying <laughs> to find the brothers reuniting. It was so cute. And it was just. It was such a good Super Bowl because that's like all you can ask for is just a good game. Like it was a good game until the end. I thought the I thought Rihanna was incredible. I thought it was simple and just amazing. She looked so good. She makes pregnancy look hot AF. Literally, one thing I'll say though is like so when she came out, obviously like everyone who's watching, we were like, oh, she has a belly. And then I was like really hardcore defending her. Like, she just had a baby. This is her like postpartum body like I was like just standing up for her because I will say like if her goal was to make it clear that she was pregnant I don't think that was like made super clear it was a little vague I agree like I was in the same camp I was like is she pregnant is she not it was hard to know yeah like if that was her reveal because she kept saying I'm gonna have a special guest on and everyone's like it's gonna be Drake it's gonna be Jay-Z if that was her reveal like I think in the beginning when she was rubbing her belly the camera like zoomed out really quick and it didn't really capture like I think what she was trying to give in that moment as like here's my baby bump and then watching it like unsure if she was pregnant or not whilst defending her postpartum body it was like people kept saying you know oh she's not really giving a lot of energy like you know she's it's just like very simple and I have a few thoughts about that first of all it's like it was literally floating in the air yeah she's like a thousand feet in the air and Rihanna is not Beyonce like I think they're grouped in the same category in our brains but like Beyonce is like queen of dance like she's gonna dance her ass off every single time and 
have a lot of like high level choreography. But Rihanna's like known for just being cool. Like she's a chiller, you know? And then I was listening to The Toast, which is what Allie and I have been loving recently. And they were talking about how like everyone was speculating that Drake would come out. And I was kind of thinking the same thing because he was in Arizona and had done a performance like the night before that we knew Alex Earl went to. And they made a good point. Like Drake and Rihanna are like kind of exes in a way. And Mm -hmm. like, why would you bring your ex up? And like, I'm sure she doesn't want to be grouped in with Drake as much as she already is. You know, why would you bring up your ex homie or like this guy who obviously loves you to stage? I'm glad she did it solo. Yeah. You know, I would be pissed if I was Rihanna and she's probably like, I mean, obviously I'm pregnant. You fools. I had a baby in May. Like, do you really think that I wouldn't have bounced back quicker than that? Yeah, but, like, I I don't know how quickly, like, a postpartum body bounces back. Yeah, like, obviously her outfit was showing off a bump. Like, I think if you were trying to maybe, like, flatter a postpartum body, you know, and you didn't want people to assume you are pregnant, you may wear, like, a more high-waisted pant. But I think if I were Rihanna and I knew I was doing the Super Bowl after having a baby, like, Rihanna's going to get her ass into shape. Yeah, like she's already a queen, honestly. Um, I will say I was expecting like a dramatic kind of outfit change because she was wearing like kind of baggier clothes. I thought they were going to like, you know, rip off her sweats and she'd be wearing like a catsuit or like some sort of sparkly number. But I think that the performance was just like very Rihanna. Like it was simple. I thought the visuals with like the changing of the levels in the air was crazy. I mean, all the fireworks, even being hooked on, like I would never be comfortable singing my heart out to diamonds while like thousands of feet in the air. Like that is so scary. No way. My performance would be on the ground. Yeah, definitely. Um, And um, you know, another thing about, I was kind of disappointed in the commercials this year. Really? I don't even know if I super paid attention to a lot of them. There was that one by Tubi. Do you remember where it like, they kind of like cut to two guys being like, now back to the Super Bowl. And then they like clicked off and everyone thought someone had sat on the remote. Oh, I didn't see that one. The only two that I really liked were I loved the Ben Affleck and JLo commercial for Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. I, I just love the two of them. And then I loved the Clueless commercial. Yeah, the Clueless commercial was iconic. I think that like a lot of brands just get caught up in, you know, how many celebrities can we pack into one like there was a commercial for like a liquor I want to say it was like a whiskey or a scotch and they had you know Queen Serena Williams obviously like giving this motivational speech to all these different people multiple commercials I think yeah she was she was definitely like the most cameoed act or famous person in, in these commercials but in this one in particular she's giving these like speeches about you know go the extra inch or like the extra mile or something and like it's very very inspirational but then the end they just like cut to like a, a bottle of whiskey and they're like go the extra mile and I was like I just feel like that had no tie-in I think you just were like trying to use a celeb to like grab attention and then put a random product yeah I know I love the Super Bowl though it's so fun like even if you're not rooting for the teams it's fun to watch the commercials the halftime show is great yeah what are some of the most iconic half time shows that you remember I feel like in my mind I was having this conversation with Herbie the other day and it's definitely for me J-Lo and Shakira, number one, number two, Beyonce. And then I think number three, Rihanna. I really liked it. I feel like people are going to be talking about that one for a long time. Yeah, I was trying to recall like what the past halftime shows were. And I actually had to look it up because 
I remember the Shakira and JLo. I thought that one was amazing because they're great. Um, and both of them can just dance their hearts out. And then I didn't really care for last year's with like all of like Eminem and the kind of hardcore rappers, but they did have a good crew of people out there. I would say like my top that I remember vividly would be Beyonce, 100%. Remember when she knocked the power out? Herbie was at that game. Oh my gosh. It was the Ravens Super Bowl. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. That was a long time ago. I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I think I was like a freshman in college. Yeah. So that's kind of honestly the top one for me would be Beyonce. And then I think Rihanna would be like a second under that. And then I honestly like don't know if there's any other like probably JLo and Shakira. But like I don't like when it's a large group of people because I just like the focus to kind of be on one person and not have that one person hype it up. And like having Rihanna, she's too good to have like, she doesn't need a crew. Like she's Rihanna. She doesn't need 50 other people kind of backing her, you know? I think JLo could have done it solo. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not really sure why they paired them up together, but it's fine. It was great. Why don't we dive into our highs and lows of the week? Yeah. Do you want to kick it off? Yes, I will kick it off. I feel like I have a lot of highs. Yeah, so... Herbie and I did a little getaway weekend. We went to Chattanooga. He found this really cool Airbnb for my birthday and kind of surprised me with it. And then we picked a weekend. And so we thought the weekend before Valentine's Day would be really fun. And it was honestly so nice. It's a two-hour drive from Nashville. And I had kind of made all these plans to hike and be active. But then it was really rainy the second day. We got there on a Friday and it kind of rained all day Saturday. But it was so nice because it forced us just to like be and rest and relax. You did say that you weren't going to make a lot of plans and you wanted to relax. So I feel like what happened was you tried to make a lot of plans and then the universe like forced you to relax because I knew that was not true when you said, I'm not making any plans. I just want to relax. Well, I did make plans. I had a masseuse come to the house, which was really nice. Treated myself to that. And then um, we had dinner with my friend Stephanie and her husband Charlie that lived there on Saturday night. Um, But yeah, for the most part, we just hung out together. And I just, you know, I could be with Herbie all the time and just like never get bored. We just love hanging out. So we had a good time. And it was really fun. The, The Airbnb was beautiful. We got a gorgeous sunset the first night. It's called The Birdhouse in Chattanooga. And it's just like on the side of the mountain, on Lookout Mountain, um, just super, super pretty. Um, So that was a high. And when I walked in, he had like flowers and wine set up. I think he became like best friends with the Airbnb owner. They were texting like all weekend. (laughs) But that's just how he totally see that becomes best friends with everyone. Yeah, we did that. And then um, we celebrated Valentine's Day early because he left today. So we had our Valentine's Day dinner dinner last night in Nashville. And we went to lunch today before he left. So feeling very celebrated. But yeah, it did force me to relax and just kind of enjoy the beauty of doing nothing. Yeah. What was your low? Um, oh, another high. We hired our first addition to the go call your sister team um yeah mary ruth she is our new editor and we are we honest i can honestly i honestly couldn't be happier to have her because it just takes such a load off of my shoulders having to edit the podcast every week um or not having to edit the podcast every week so very very thankful for that we're really wanting to find the right person and i think we think we did and it's gonna be it's gonna be so nice just to have 
another person on the team. Yeah. Shout out to Mary Ruth, literally an answered prayer. This is so amazing because we do have like really busy lives and schedules, but we want to make sure we're always producing like a good episode every week and we don't want it to be something that like we dread. So having someone just like join the team, that's what they say. Like the best businesses always know that you need to outsource help and not always just take it all on yourself. Mm -hmm. So Mary Ruth, shout out to you. We're so excited to have you join the Go Call Your Sister community and team. And yeah, that's definitely a group high for us. Yeah, definitely a group high. I think that like this is the year of outsourcing. Like I'm such a doer and I know you are too, but it's like we want to take on everything. We want to be a part of everything and do everything, but you just can't do it all. Yeah, you have to really decide like what is worth spending money on. Like me and Kynan have this conversation all the time. You can do things all all day, but like your time really is valuable. And if people are like skilled and know how to do things like better than you, that's why like we all have different things that we're good at, you know? Yeah. And I mean, time honestly is your most valuable resource. And, you know, for me, it's like I hate going to the grocery store more than anything. So I will pay the extra to have Instacart bring my groceries to my door. That has made my life infinitely better, I will say. Yeah. Um, but so my low of the week, I think, is um, so there was a hot tub at the Airbnb, which was so nice, just like overlooking the mountains. It was really beautiful. Um, but so I think I ended up getting like an eye infection from it. What? <laughs> yeah, I like woke up one morning on Sunday when we were leaving and my eye was hurting so bad. Like it felt like pink eye, except my eye wasn't super pink. It just like was irritated. And so I called dad and I was like telling him my symptoms and he called me in some eye drops and it's getting better, but definitely a buzzkill. So I've been wearing my glasses <laughs> the past few days. Hot tubs are like famous for giving you like bacterial infections in your eye which is so gross well yeah that's not very pleasant i would definitely categorize that as hello yeah and then herbie leaving is always sad and hello for me it's harder to do long distance like every time it gets harder um sometimes when kind and i would leave each other like it would be really easy and smooth and then, like other times it would hurt like so much more so yeah. it's really strange because it's like hard to even gauge because it'd just be random, you know. I know, but um, I did. I was changing my sheets today, and I found the little notebook that I was talking about that we write notes to each other back and forth, and he left it under my pillow for me. Oh, that's really sweet, Herbie. No. Good job. We'll keep the Herbie slander to a minimum at this episode because he's <laughs> doing a lot of sweet things. It sounds like I'm here doing the most. Yeah. Um. I would say one of my highs this week, we did a really fun, I know last week's episode, I said that I didn't think I was going to be doing anything for Galentine's Day, but one of my friends, Mia, who lives in Oxford, she hosted a little Galentine's last night and we did bouquet making. So we all brought an an arrangement, like a bouquet of flowers from like Kroger and laid it all in the middle. And then she had like mason jars with ribbons and stickers. And it was just really fun because I was kind of down and out about like, I feel like I don't have a lot of friends in Oxford. Like a lot of my friends have moved away and like... Anyway, so she had like a really cute thing laid out on the floor and everyone had their flowers and we just like hung out and I wasn't in the drinking mood. So I brought a bottle of non-alcoholic champagne, which was awesome. It was such a good group of girls and just like a fun Galentine's activity. I didn't think I was going to get to have. Idea. I want to copy that for like a little spring party or something. Yeah, that's literally so easy. Like everyone buy a $10 arrangement from Kroger and then add them all together. It was so cute. 
So fun. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then I think that oh, my love – Galentine's. I have a bone to pick with you. I'm still waiting on my mini diva wash. I did not receive one. Oh, mini diva <laughs> wash. Well, I only I only sent them to my friends. Well, what am I? You're my sister. It's different. It's the highest honor. I didn't get a Valentine's from you. It would be one thing if I received a Valentine <laughs> and I was like, you know, I love my Valentine. I didn't get one. Touche. Touche. We'll figure that out next year. Um, <laughs> but I'm also doing the best just to even have gotten any Valentine's sent out this year with the state of my life currently. But um, yeah, so that was a high, just kind of an unexpected happiness of my week. And then I would say my low of the week, which was really severely low, was that I was scammed by basically two car shipping companies within the span of two days. Like, as you guys know, I'm moving. I'm having to get my car shipped because I can't drive it. And I used – the first company was just a total ripoff, total scam. Like, they were literally screaming at me over the phone. Then I tried to go a more local route with the second company, with a company from Tupelo. And that was, like, horrible in its own ways. And so luckily, I guess like an adjacent high would be that I got a really good company. Shout out Anna Grace. She helped me find a good company that she used when her and Austin shipped their cars to Florida. So like that was a blessing. But it was just so stressful because like I'm literally getting on a plane and flying away on Friday. And I if I'm not going to be here to do my car, like mom and dad are also leaving to go on their trip. So like I just had to get it done before I left. And I ended up like calling this last company so last minute. So my car is getting shipped tomorrow, which I'm really grateful for, but it's going to get there a little bit later, which is a bummer. But anyways, it's just, it's going to get there. So that's the point. Um, and that's what I have to focus on. But yeah, just getting scammed. Like I'm like very scam aware, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, I'm also knock on one, very scam aware. Yeah. Like I double check everything. Like even when I get emails from brands, I'm like, is this a scam? Is this a scam? And yeah, just like, you know, such a pivotal part of the move. And it was just a nightmare. Um, But thank God that was worked out and hopefully we'll go off tomorrow. So let's just say prayers for that. Yeah. All the good vibes your way. Almost there. It's crazy. This time next week, you're going to be fully moved. I know. Like once this episode comes out, I'll be moved, which is such a good feeling. I mean, there's definitely going to be a lot of moving parts. Um, Oh, and another high, which I would say probably my highest high of last week, is that as you guys know, we found a house and I found two really great roommates from California, but we had a four bedroom house. So we only had three girls and the rent is really, really affordable for California, which is another blessing. Um, We're like nine minutes from the beach, but we couldn't find a girl to fill the fourth room and we just didn't want to like rush into putting someone in that room because, you know, it only takes like one person to throw off a housing situation, like one problematic roommate. And like, you don't want to have, you know, three roommates that get along really well. Cause like I foresee myself getting along really well with these other two girls. And then like, you don't want to have a third that doesn't vibe and then feels like excluded or like, you know, Mm -hmm. you just want to avoid that at all costs. So my very best friend, you know her and you love her, Grace Perry, decided that she was going to move with me to San Diego and she's filling the fourth bedroom. She's coming a little bit later. She's actually moving on my birthday, March 1st. Um, but I'm just so happy because I was like praying for praying, manifesting, meditating. I was doing it all, trying to just like hope and wish that she would fill that room. 
And I'm so excited for our like adventures to continue together because we just live so well together. And it's just such a comforting thought knowing that she'll be there with me. Yeah. I mean, the band can't break up now. You've lived all over the freaking world. Literally, some girls were at my closet clean out last week and they were like, you guys can't not live together. Like, it's going to feel wrong. And I was like, I know, Perry, won't it feel wrong? And yeah, I think that was honestly the, the, the deal. point. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait to visit you all. I need to pick a date. I know. It's going to be really fun. And I'm just going into this move with like just little to no expectations because I do like to get things done like immediately. Like I want my room to be done. I want to be sleeping in my bed. I want everything to be finished. But like furniture is coming in on all different days. My car is coming in like whoever knows what day that will be. And like I just have to really lean into the fact that like it's going to get done eventually, but I just can't like do it all the day that I land there. Luckily, I have Kynan. He's going to pick me up from the airport. We will get to be together. So that will be great. I'll have a place to go um, until my room's ready, but I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, you just have to remember a house is like a constant work in progress. Like there's always going to be things that you need to do and it doesn't happen quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So just really looking forward to that. That's what I'm excited about. It's just like making a home. One of my roommates, Raina, is already there and she's done a lot in our house already. So it's so much nicer than showing up to like an empty house and having things already be done. And yeah, I'm just really excited and really anticipating this next chapter and speaking of roommates yeah speaking of roommates today's episode we have blaine muska she's one of my very best friends you guys probably know her and love her from instagram and tiktok at beach bum blaine um we live together in italy and we talk a lot in this episode because when i was recording it i was kind of in that point of like not knowing what i was gonna do with my life and like nothing was really working out at the time and just kind of like blind trust and going into everything just expecting the best to happen and Blaine is such a manifestation like magnet she's like one of the first people that ever taught me about manifestation and how to put it into your life and the things that you see from it and so having that conversation with her and then being able to look back at where I am now as we record this is so crazy yeah oh my gosh I love Blaine I will never forget um you putting her Amazon extensions in her hair in Italy in your living room <laughs> Yeah, that's a true friend right there, guys. Someone who will install, not only install, but install well, a full head of tape and extensions while you're in a foreign country and no one can do your hair. Oh my gosh, no. I um, I love Blaine and I can't wait to hear this conversation between the two of you. I'm really excited. So just a little bit more about our guest today, Blaine Muska. She is a 23-year-old full-time content creator. Similar to my path, she moved to Hawaii after graduating college early and started the adventure of a lifetime. She has turned her passion and love for videography and content creation into her full-time job. She also has various eBooks and e-products where she tells her story, how she did what she does. She is currently in Thailand as we record this. Um, on her newest adventure. And she is just such a bright soul. She's she's one of the biggest expanders in my life. She is the definition of a true friend. She's always encouraging me um, to do what I want to do and to live a big life and to live out the life you've always dreamed of. She is just one of my favorite people in the world. And I'm so happy to have her on an episode today of Go Call Your Sister. Hey guys, just want to take a quick second to thank our sponsor, Joyous. If you've listened to this show for a while now, you know how much we love this brand. 
Joyous is a female-owned, non-alcoholic wine company that helps people on their sober journeys, whether it's for an hour, a night, a month, or the rest of their lives. Joyous was a game changer for our mom who first discovered the brand in Hawaii, and it helped show her and us that we could still celebrate and enjoy all the things that we love without alcohol. Seriously, it tastes just like the real stuff, but obviously way better for you and has a lot less sugar. My friend Lindsay actually opts for Joyous most of the time now too because she gets horrible hangovers, and it really does make you feel like you're enjoying the real thing, but without all the bad side effects. Joyous makes still and sparkling rosé, sparkling wine, and an alcohol-free cab that is so good. The sparkling rosé is my personal favorite, and you guys can try it now with our code. Go to drinkjoyous.com and use the code SISTERS, all caps, for 10% off. That's SISTERS, all caps. I know you'll love it just as much as we do. Okay, so I would say that this is actually a big deal because you're the first guest we've had on twice, which is actually that's not really? true. We had Anna Grace on. Tw- we've had Anna Grace on twice, but you're the second guest we've ever had on twice. So that's really, I think that's a big deal. That's really exciting. I feel honored. I listen to every episode. Cool. Side note. <laughs> I know Blaine's a huge supporter, and also it's fun to have like actual friends on here not that everyone we interview isn't like a friend but they're a friend by the end but it's so fun to have a friend because it just flows and it's like this is honestly me and Blaine were picking out questions to talk about today we were like what should we talk about and and we just said like well what about everything we always talk about when we're on the phone and we call each other and talk for an hour yeah I feel like it'll be a really easy um episode to record <laughs> Um, let's start with the first question. So the first question that I have is just tell us a little bit about your journey, your life thus far. I know when you were on the last time, we really just talked about Italy, but I feel like we didn't really talk about you and your life. So so run us through that. Okay. So basically my life up until meeting Sarah Caroline, I went to high school in Florida. I grew up in Florida, went to college kind of wanted to go into the health field, but didn't know what I wanted to do. Thought medical sales would be cool. I sort of like didn't really know. Like I was going through a lot of decisions like, oh, well, I could be this and that. My parents both have like good fancy jobs. So I feel like I should do something. But ultimately, I always felt like my only goal was just to travel after college. And that was like the only clear thing that I could think to do. So I plan to go to Hawaii for a summer on an internship, which coincidentally, it was the summer of 2020. So very poor time. And I was super bummed. And so I just decided, okay, I want to move to Australia once I graduate, but I guess I'll go to Hawaii. And like, since I didn't get to have that experience. And right when I went there, or right before, I just had this like vision of like, okay, I'm going to go and get a sales job because that's what I feel like I should do. But in the back of my head, like what I wasn't telling people was, nah, I'm going to be a vlogger. Like I'm just going to do this little sales job until like my actual dream comes true. And pretty much the whole year I was out there, did a sales job for a while. And then I was a waitress, but 
ultimately on sad i was just working towards this big project of my tiktok which sounds really silly to say but i was putting in a lot of work into that and at the end of the year it was pretty much enough to just make it a business so i'm really stoked to have that opportunity now and just full send it for the last year with sarah definitely and also i feel like we should talk about how we met too because i think that's I get it's this question, so I know you do too, about how like you meet friends while traveling and the story of me and Blaine meeting is just like so like universe oriented that it's it's really crazy but I guess I'll just start it off and then you can pick up from where you're <laughs> to the play but basically y'all like me and Perry had just decided to move to Hawaii we did not know any soul out there and like, I remember when we, we decided we were going to move, we started talking about it. And, like, obviously, TikTok and everything on our phone is always listening to you. And so our For You page just became, like, all this Hawaii stuff. And Blaine popped up on it. And I remember showing Perry, like, oh, my gosh, like, come here. This girl, she was, like, in a sorority. And she moved to Hawaii. And she's, like, living out there now and living this amazing life. And I remember I would do your, like, mantras and, like, affirmations. That's so funny. And... <laughs> Me and Perry, like, used Blaine as, like, a baseline of, like, okay, if this girl can go out there and make it work, like, we're going to be, we're going to be okay. And then, like, fast forward, we follow her for, like, six months. I remember I even DM'd you, like, hey, Blaine, I was wondering how long, like, packages take. I was going to order from Shein. From Shein? I remember. Over to Hawaii replied. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she replied. Anyway, so, like, (laughs) fast forward, we moved there. I post a video that's, like, moving to Hawaii today vlog ha 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 and basically okay let me up until that point it was summer and I had been living in Hawaii for six months I was like a little bootleg tiktoker at the time had a regular job still and all of my friends had just left for the summer I had like really like one or two close friends left and in my head I was like damn, I just broke up with my boyfriend. I re-signed Elise here. I don't have any friends. Like, what the heck is going to happen this summer? And like two days after I got back to Hawaii, after making all these huge life decisions, um, my sorority sister, Peyton Giat, Gucci Giat, if you're listening. Shout out, Peyton. Um, shout out, Gucci. She tagged me on one of Sarah's like, I just moved to Hawaii videos. <laughs> and I was like, Hi, Sarah Caroline. Um, I saw your video. Do you want to come to a party in Honolulu? Which obviously you just moved to this place. So from yeah, it then, was, like, it was perfect. Yeah, it was so wild because I remember like I looked at my Instagram the day that we had gotten there. and I was like, oh, my God, Perry, Blaine, the girl we've been like using as a point of reference this whole like six months just followed me. And like, and then you DM me later. And I was like, I was just. It was crazy because it was like the universe had showed me that like I was going to have a friend and have a best friend and everything was going to be okay. But like, you know, at the time I wasn't like, I didn't realize that was what was happening. And so I know I'm wondering, I think you're either like super psychic, Sarah, or you just manifested that meeting. But like, it's so weird because I feel like from the moment we met, I mean, you were also with Claire and Perry and Nicole, but it just seemed like, oh my gosh, like, this is perfect. You just fit in so well. And from then we were just like best friends. So yeah, I really shout out the TikTok girl. Shout out to Sarah Caroline. (laughs) 
Oh my god, yeah, that was definitely like a spiritual meeting, and I feel like that kind of leads us into the next question pretty well, because we're both yes. kind of on that like spiritual wave, and probably are semi-psychic, both of us, <laughs> but can you explain like your spiritual journey and how you got kind of introduced into like the realm of spirituality a little bit? Yes. So, okay, I was probably 15 or 16, and... I had just been through like a very traumatic breakup with my first love. I was so beside myself, you know, you're a teenager or whatever. And I remember like hearing on the radio, this is so funny, like one of the radio hosts had bought a pink rose quartz and like buried it or some crazy shit for love. And I was like, hey, what's that about? <laughs> Let me look into that. And I don't know why, but it just... From then, just hearing, like, about crystals, I started reading books about them and blogging or, like, reading blog posts. I started going to, like, local meditation classes at, like, our crystal store in Florida. And I don't know, I just dove headfirst. But I think I learned about it at a time when, like, I really just needed something to put my heart into, if that makes sense. And... I always grew up like in the church, so I know like there is God and I believe there's ulterior magic in our lives in the first place. So I feel like that's then. how a lot of people start like just becoming the crystal girls. I remember when I moved to Hawaii, people were like, oh my gosh, you've become a crystal girl because it's just kind of like the first <laughs> little stepping stone. But it also is, like, I feel the same way, like growing up in the church and how I view the universe and God being like together instead of like when I'm talking about God, I'm also talking about the universe and people think that that can be kind of like sacrilegious, yeah. but I'm like, it's, it's not, it's all one thing. Like it's all working together and you know, I believe that done. too. I think like if you believe in God, like, you know, you see God in all like, you know, God's inside of you. I think that it's just synonymous for the universe and like, Whenever I see people talking about the universe, I don't believe that they don't think of God as that. I don't know. Definitely. I agree. There's but not a lot of disconnect. I think that's something that we like obviously bonded over was just like your idea about the universe and spirituality and how I kind of saw that as well and like doing the mantras and the affirmations. But the thing that I think blew my mind was the amount of like crazy experiences that you've had in your life that have been like so <laughs> just off the wall crazy so I thought it would be interesting for the next question to tell us one of the crazier spiritual experiences that you've had happen to you because on the top of my head I can think of like five and I just don't know which one <laughs> share. okay well I mean I've always thought that I was like a little bit psychic right like when I would sleep at night in my room I felt like there was like ghosts in my room I thought my house was haunted but in a more like universe mysterious sort of way, I think a good story to tell would be around the time when I first met you. I this is gonna be the one you did. Yeah, I I have a lot of stories, but I, think I was this thinking one's this good. one. I was thinking this one or the <laughs> dorm room. The dorm. Room. Oh yeah, you know, just seeing apparitions or whatever. Maybe I'll tell that one later. But um, basically, okay. So when I first like around the time we met Sarah Caroline. I was at such a turning point in my life where I could either leave Hawaii 
go home and get a real medical sales job, or I could re-sign a lease in Hawaii and just like get a different job. And I could also break up with my boyfriend that I was doing long distance with or just stay with him. And I was like overwhelmed, like stuck with just indecision, like the feeling of like not knowing what to do, like was suffocating me. And I felt so much pressure, like I didn't know which way to go. But ultimately, I wanted to stay in Hawaii. Honestly, I just didn't want to hurt everyone that was counting on me to come back. Um, so when I was walking around my little neighborhood in Kailua, I like asked God for a sign. I was like, God, universe, like, I don't know what the hell to do with myself. Like, will you please give me some guidance? What, where to go from here? And I think I had also just had a really bad conversation with my ex-boyfriend. He was really sad and I just felt guilty about breaking up with him, whatever. So I'm walking down the street. And I feel like I hear a message that's like, okay, you're going to get a numerical message at the end of the street. And I was walking around in a neighborhood I had never been in before. So whatever, I'm walking, the sidewalk ends. I look down. In the cement is Haley, like my first name, wrote in the cement, Haley with an arrow. And I was like, what? like okay like and it was the very last step of the sidewalk so I was like all right well I'm gonna see where this arrow goes geez it's like definitely pointing to me and I like walk across the street and on this electrical box there's a big number spray painted I don't remember the number but I looked it up because I was like well if this is not my numerical sign I don't know what is and it basically said like Don't be afraid to let go of things that aren't serving you when you release all of the things that make you feel guilt or pressure. Like you just open up your world to so much more abundance. That is obviously my own words, but the message was that. And it just clicked to me like, I need to stop feeling guilty. I know what my heart wants. Like everyone else's influence on me is just like, never going to make me as happy as I can make myself. So like from that day forward, I really was like, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to get a job in Florida because I feel like that's the safe move. And from then on, it was just like smooth. I feel like I keep doing that, but (laughs) that's like the, that's the craziest story. And I've had the same exact kind of feelings before of like hearing something in your head and you're like, is, am I like forcing this or is this, like real because I feel like the like strongest kind of way that the universe like speaks to us is through intuition and sometimes it's like hard to separate like is this intuition or am I just like being straight up like crazy am I like reaching here but that story is such a good like tell that you need to follow and you have that strong like voice telling you something I know I was like my name is wrote in the cement it was spelled the right way too like h-a-i-l-e-y I was like just totally blown away by that but I was gonna say you should tell your um coffee shop story that you told me the other day I feel like oh that my gosh. is a okay. crazy yeah this is crazy too okay I will tell this one so basically like as I'm rec- as we're recording this it's obviously while we're on our break but it's gonna air in the new year so it'll be interesting to hear this when I'm actually moved but I've been <laughs> like doing this 
basically two month long soul searching of where am I supposed to move? I'm like so lost. I don't know what to do with myself. And I was kind of between like going back to Hawaii or moving to Southern California. So I go to San Diego on my way home from like all my travels on my way home in November. And I just remember I was like, please God, I need a sign. Like I need to know if I'm going to be okay here because I think I'm going to go alone and I just need to know that I'm going to like make friends and be okay. Um, so I'm in it. So Kynan's training, I took his car and I went to a coffee shop to do some work and whatever. And I remember I walk in and there are these two really cute girls and they looked like any of my friends basically. And I remember thinking like, okay, well, these girls are cute. So there has to be more of these around. And <laughs> the first thing I noticed when I looked down at the girl, because we were like sitting at the bar kind of waiting for our coffees and she had a dragonfly tattoo on her wrist, which is like Allie's sign and something that I always see as a little like sign from the universe because it's a very like comforting, familiar sign. I remember thinking like, oh, that's like, that's a sign. Like, you know, this is Allie's sign. And it's it's tattooed on her wrist. And it's so like displayed for me to see. Like, I don't usually look at people's wrists, but like it was just in front of me like that. Well, then they go ahead to call out the names of the girls with the coffees. And y'all, I'm not even lying to you. Their <laughs> names were separate, but it was... One was Sarah and the other one was Caroline. And I was like, oh my God. That is just, there's just no way. I told Blaine, I was like, I bet they literally thought I was actually insane (laughs) because I was staring at them like with jaw open, eyes huge. Like, I'm sure they probably would have been easy girls to approach and be like, ha this is so crazy. My name's Sarah Caroline. But they probably thought I was such a freak because I was just like, holy shit so I don't know I'm such a big believer in the universe sending you signs through like people and you know words and numbers and just things like that so yeah that is a crazy one that is like when you told me that it just it just makes sense you know like I feel like the universe sometimes gets your attention at first like with a dragonfly tattoo or whatever it may be and then boom the hammer it's like hammer down and it's also so wild because like I don't know listening back on this I will have moved at that at this point and are about to move and I remember like I've recently decided that I was gonna move to California and I had this like moment of about of clarity just like a couple days ago literally and I remember thinking like okay I've got to make this decision and I feel like I need to make it regardless of being scared and I just have to listen to myself and like what I want and what I feel like the universe is telling me to do and what God's like trying to show me how to do. But I know it's going to be a hard choice because I could go back to Hawaii where I feel really com- like comfortable and I could get right back in my routine and have friends. But I just feel like I'm being pushed to make this choice. that goes against totally against being comfortable. And so i made the decision like in my head, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And then y'all, I'm not even kidding. Now, like all of our friends have professed that they want, Blaine, everyone has professed that they're like, I kind of want to move to California. And it's so wild because I made this decision when I was like very uncomfortable by the idea and like thinking I was going totally solo. And I think it just proves that sometimes the universe, like, you know, breaking up with your boyfriend at the time, like it makes you do things that are not super comfortable, but like it reveals this master plan. Yeah. And I think sometimes like, you can make any sort of decision and the universe will just line up to make it the best possible outcome for you. Like at the end of the day, wherever you would have moved, I think the world would have just bent to make that a happy circumstance for you. But that just shows you like you did that. And now half of our Hawaii friend group is like, yeah, actually, that sounds like a really good idea. And I'll live with you. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I'm like, okay, because I made this decision so terrified. Now I'm like, you know, obviously happy. Um, okay, let's move into our next question. So now you're a full-time influencer, full-time TikToker, blogger. You've made your dreams come true. Have you always been interested in social media? And when did you decide to really, really take it seriously and make it into a career? Um, I think my first interest in social media, I... I have posted about this a little bit, but when I was in middle school, I had like a beauty vlog and I was like, it was a secret YouTube channel. I would make all these little like dollar store haul videos. And, you know, that was also the era of Tumblr when I would look at like Jay Alvarez and Alexis Ren and be like, someday I will live in Hawaii and I will be them. But um, obviously like, after middle school, it just didn't like seem like it was going to be my path for a while. Um, I think that the good thing about like life is that like once you sort of accomplish one thing, your dreams can just change and get bigger. And I think once I moved to Hawaii or like the couple months before that, when I was visualizing what I would like to do out there, it was like ultimately to be a vlogger. But until I started seeing success with that, I, like, didn't really see it as, like, a life career. Um, but, yeah, I think once I got out there and saw other people doing it and thought, oh, my God, wait, I love this. I would totally spend eight hours a day editing videos if I could. And, yeah, but I did, I will say, like, to do this full time or to do any sort of goal like this full time it's really helpful if you just have it in the back of your mind, but do anything that you can to like work, pay for your bills, and then just like full send that in all your free time. Because it gave me a lot of comfort and security to know I had a job, but like having the freedom to go work on this after, I feel like is what made it possible for me when it wasn't my full-time job. Yeah, because you were being a, you were a waitress at place that we love in Hawaii called Alohomani and you're making like good money there but it also gave you the freedom because you're working most like at night so you're getting the freedom to like create and do things during the day and I think that that's something that is kind of like a false message that's preached a lot on social media is like quit your job and travel the world but it's like yeah <laughs> you know you have to be realistic like for us and people who are doing this like solely on your own like you have yeah. to be realistic you have to work and have money and so you know, just working on it as much as you can while also, you know, not just quitting your job and having no money. I will say sometimes I do preach that message, but it's like, it comes, it's, if you have it and you really think it's going to work out, then go for that full time. But if you're still like in the works, you don't have a lot of financial security, like ultimately I think any sort of success is just like, your happiness internally reflects externally. So if you're super stressed about money and you're trying to be an actress or whatever it is, like you're never going to be that successful because you're just never in a good mindset about what you're doing. Yeah. Me and Blade have a very similar view about money that I think is sometimes frowned upon in modern day society. <laughs> but but it's just what's worked for us so far, which is like, oh. I just have this belief and I've had this belief since I was very young that like money is always 
coming to me in one way or another. Like if it's a random, you know, tax return check, if it's like a brand deal that comes out of nowhere, or, you know, I have all these little side hustles that I would just come up with out of the blue to kind of generate money. And it's like, I think that people have this really negative kind of framework idea about money that really holds people back because, you know, it is important and you need to make it and have it to live. But it's like people, I think, put so much negativity around it that it's like they stop themselves from actually achieving, you know, financial success, if that makes sense. I agree. And honestly, like when it comes to money, I, okay, I've been reading this book, Becoming Supernatural, been posting it a lot, but Mm -hmm. a lot of like the message in the book is like, you can't judge your future off of what's happened to you in the past. So I try to look at like growth and my success or even in money, like, I don't know how much money I can make next month. I can make $20,000 next month. Like who knows? And just not limiting yourself to like, oh, well, last year I only made $20,000 total. So like next month I'll only make XYZ amount. And I don't know, just opening your mind to like all the possibilities that abundance can flow in has been really just helpful. And money's not real. That's my other mantra is, (laughs) I don't know, it'll come back. You got to spend it to make it. It's all just... Yeah. And I mean, I feel like also like people get really triggered about this on the internet. And when we post videos, like, I know. you know, quit your nine to five, like you don't have to work a nine to five job to like, you know, it be in an office all day to, and live out your dreams. But, you know, the idea of people like working their whole life and saving their whole life so that they can like, you know, travel the world when they're older, like, I just don't vibe with that idea because I feel like the most important time to see the world is you know, when you're younger and and that's what expands your mind so much. So I just feel like there's a lot of negative, you know, connotations about money. A lot of it I think is taught generationally. Like I've had to work on my own, you know, things and limiting beliefs about money that I've kind of like learned throughout my childhood and stuff. So, you know, I think just opening your mind to that freedom and maybe if you have those blocks, like working through that, do you have any tips though, Blaine, about like abundance, you know, journaling or mantras that you do because I feel like you have a lot of little things (laughs) um I would say like sort of to go back to what I just said like every okay let me start with this statement like you cannot get to somewhere new by doing things that you've done in the past like the habits that have you've built over the years that are keeping you in this one spot like those are not going to be the habits that make you a millionaire or Instagram famous or get a great job, whatever it is that you want to do. I think um, like if you can just get to a state where you sort of focus on like the present and more so the things that you can do to improve upon your life than just like thinking about past and negative things that have happened that could happen in the future um you'll see a lot more success just like keeping your mind open to like what new opportunities can come and I think also like something that I do which is super helpful and whatever you want to do is just filling your mind with books podcasts YouTube videos of people speaking about things that 
you want to accomplish and just like the ways they've done it and trying to sort of seek inspiration from them in whatever yeah. field you want to go into. And the people you Working surround yourself on- with, because we talk about this a yes. lot, the people you surround yourself with, like we always have this conversation together about how it's so important to surround yourself with people who have your same mindset and beliefs because, you know, coming from Oxford, Mississippi, I will tell you, I didn't really grow up with a lot of people who had my same views, you know, about, you know, anything really. I mean, it was just being an influencer was considered really weird, you know? So (laughs) having friends that like not only hype you up and encourage you, but also you can like bounce ideas off of, like, I can't even tell you how much, like when we have a phone call, when I hang up, I just feel so much like so fueled, you know, and so encouraged where a lot of people, like you might leave the, you might leave a talk or an interaction with them feeling kind of like, defeated like oh like you're right I can never do this so if you're trying I saw a quote today and it was like don't bring people with you to the top who don't want to see you get to the top so it's like you have to get rid of all those people who are just kind of like clinging on to you trying to hold you back and I don't know I just think that's that's another thing it's just like yeah filling your mind and your life with just people and resources that will push you there I honestly I agree and to like Go back to what you said, like, sometimes you need to just cut off those relationships that don't allow you to see yourself as who you want to be and just, like, be alone, even if it means you're not going to have friends for a little bit or go somewhere where you can become the person that you want to be. And I think that's why, like, traveling has been so awesome because you just meet people that aren't stuck to what limitations you grew up in and you're like oh wait I could just start a business and it could be successful like why wouldn't that happen to me it happened to this person they just told me how they did it like absolutely I love that yeah and I feel the same way when I talk to you by the way (laughs) (laughs) and something like just kind of circling back to social media but something that like some way that you inspire me a lot is that you kind of decided like at the end of last year beginning of January of 2022 that you were going to do TikTok full-time and like you didn't have a massive following when you decided that you just kind of said I'm going to do it and give it my all and like your growth is so inspiring to me because you always are just constantly growing evolving you know giving me great advice about growth and so can you give a little bit of advice for people listening who might want to grow on social media and they just feel like they don't know where to start and what mindset you kind of had to adapt to see real growth so when I first tried to give this like a full-time go I had probably oh I just got fired from my job important detail so I had a lot of free time and I was like (laughs) okay well I have like 50,000 TikTok followers which seems like a lot but honestly it only took like probably two or three videos to get me there And I was like, TikTok, you can just gain 100,000 followers overnight if you post the right thing. It's like, you never know. But I was like, frick, I don't really have that big of a platform, but I love to do this. So I sold my car like right before that. And so I had some money saved up and I pretty much just like what I started to do, which made my growth totally take off was... um. Every day, I basically woke up and thought to myself, like, what would 
Instagram famous or TikTok famous me be doing today if I was already that? And I would go off on these like little quests, take a million videos and spend the day editing. And I basically just like asked myself what that version of me would be doing and went for it every single day. So I think that that works like in a lot of different aspects, like whatever you want to do. But um, some of the little strategies that I started were just like making three videos a day. And um, I think just the consistency of posting on all forms, like you can basically fail 50 times. But if the 51st time you gain like 100,000 followers, aren't you glad to have failed that 50 times? Like, Every video that I posted, I sort of saw it as a possibility to win the lottery and keep going and just thinking every day, oh, this could be the day when I really make it, you know, and it happens. So if you're listening to this, like, just try it, keep trying it no matter how many times you fail. And if it feels right, you will eventually see the success you're looking for. Yeah, totally. That's such good advice. That's pretty much what I did. (laughs) Another thing that we've talked about, like literally this week when we had our weekly phone call was that um, having a mindset that you're going to succeed. And I know you kind of touched on that um, in that answer, but like for we've recently discovered that like Instagram reels are like popping off right now. And we talked about, yeah, we, cause we've always thought like Instagram is dying. Like TikTok is the only way to be viral. We had this like very closed off belief that Instagram was like over and that you couldn't grow in there. And like TikTok was the only platform you could really, really grow. And then lately Blaine has discovered that you can really, really, it's not true. It's not true. Like Instagram reels is the way to grow right now currently. So I like just changing the mindset of like this, this might be, this might like go viral to like, Oh, it is. It's already, it's already gone viral. Actually. Let's go. We're, we're growing. (laughs) Like we will grow. And just, you know, no, you literally. make that decision. And I think it's easier to make that, to have that mindset when you're seeing a lot of success. So the hard part is making yeah. that mindset when you're not seeing success at all. Yeah. Sometimes though, if you're like, say you haven't had any success yet, sort of just like posting from a place of what do I have to lose? What, what do I have to lose? This video might be somewhat cringe, but if I'm Instagram famous next week, nobody's gonna think it's cringe they're gonna ask me how I did it so um but would I think like okay Instagram recently we discovered that this is like a thing my mindset that I switched towards growing on there is like oh showing I was looking at other people's pages that I've just seen like pop off and I really thought to myself like what does this person do that I don't like I literally make cooler videos than this like why wouldn't I why wouldn't I grow? And showing myself examples, like, why wouldn't I do it? Like, it's, I don't understand why I wouldn't have success from this. And then it came. And it was like, I've been posting reels for so damn long. So it's just really crazy how sometimes it just takes like a, wait, if they can do it, I can do it. Like switch to see some progress. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the hard thing is that people start off really hot out of the gates. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. And like, 
not seeing success, but remaining consistent is so important because, yes, you know, it's, and like on the fact of, you know, people thinking you're cringe, like that's something that I really had to struggle with. Cause like I said, mm-hmm. being from Oxford, like no one was doing that. And, <laughs> and I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this is so like embarrassing. Like, this is so embarrassing. And now like fast forward, people message me all the time who used to literally like, I would say bullying would be the right word. Holy comment. In high school, maybe even talking about me behind my back, but like now they're, they're wondering how, how they can do it. And I'm like, you know, it's just, it's, that's always kind of a flex to be like, well, yeah. I saw a quote. Yeah. When your haters are like sending you, Oh, Hey girly, like, how did you do this? Like, it's kind of weird how you're just like growing or whatever the fuck you're doing. Um, I saw a quote that really like made me think positively. It was basically, okay, first they'll laugh and then they'll ask you how you did it. And I think whenever I am going to post something cringe, but I think could be like viral, I just tell myself like, all right, it's fine. It's going to be cringe, but ultimately like this is going to get me to the next stage of growth, whatever. Definitely. And I think it'll be fun to look back when this comes out of how much you've grown, like just since the time that we've talked, because that's something that I really like to do is I will always screenshot when I hit like a, like a little milestone or like something kind of happens on the screenshot it to remember where I am now, where I was then and like to appreciate where I am now. Cause I think that that's important. Like just having the gratitude that like I get to do this you know, I have growth and even if it's small, finding the gratitude and that is so important. I totally agree. I think like sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in the numbers and then you see like a screenshot of what you were, I don't know, three months ago and you're just like, wait, why wouldn't I be immensely grateful? Like I would have killed to be where I am now. I can't believe it. So celebrate the wins too. Definitely. And I think that's in all parts of life, not even just people in the social media realm, like every single facet of life, appreciating like where you are now compared to where you were then. Because a lot of the times the things that you're living through right now are things that you like prayed for and manifested and wished for so long ago. And, you know, literally. Yeah. Um, Okay. So moving on to kind of our last little question we have. So You've done a lot of traveling in the last year. I'm very lucky to have been a part of a lot of it. Um, Tell us about like some of the biggest lessons you've learned along the way, because you had a lot of, you know, solo travel, solo sins, even when we were all in Italy together. So I feel like you have some valuable lessons. I would say I took a lot of L's this summer. I learned a lot. (laughs) I took a lot of L's. I took a lot of lessons from living in Italy with Sarah, Caroline, and Perry. Um, Okay, well, let me just back up. I think that we may have slandered our time in Italy. And I think that when we were in Europe, it was like probably all of our first big trip where we were just like really going off and exploring without our parents or without anyone we really knew um I think what I learned from the summer of just doing so much in such a little amount of time is I guess like the place is important but like the people you're with is probably the most important like I think you could be in 
I don't know, the middle of Iceland in just like a barren like <laughs> ice pond. And if you have your buddies with you, it's going to be the greatest time ever. But sometimes like I could feel really alone when I was solo traveling and I think the happiest memories that I have from all of my travels were just like when I made a really special connection or we had a great trip together. Um, but besides that, I'm trying to think of some funny lessons that we learned. Oh, sometimes places do not match your vision and that is okay, but it definitely taught me like, all right, I had this vision of what Italy would be like, or even what like Paris would be like. And it wasn't necessarily that, um, i.e. the sumo wrestling experience. (laughs) If anyone's familiar with our sumo wrestling videos, I was so excited to go sumo wrestle in a basement in Paris. We get there. It's honestly whack as hell. And everyone is mean to us. Everyone was mean. Everyone, it was like us in a basement with a bunch of judgmental French people. people. And my my sumo wrestling outfit was smelly and wet. I was just like, I thought this is going to be such a good experience. But at the end of the day, like, I think from traveling, sort of keeping an open mind not having the craziest expectations just like letting things be what they're going to be is going to be like the best way to teach you a lesson not forcing what you think your summer of traveling should be just allowing the lessons to come definitely I 100% agree with that and just like how things are projected on social media just keeping in mind like we're so easy to say you know Social media is a highlight reel. Okay, yes. Apply that energy throughout your whole life because we were going to these places that like all these Instagram models were like posted up with Revolve and we were like, oh, it's going to be beautiful for sure. We were like, what the hell is this? Um, (laughs) Oh, God. Literally. Yeah, that was a lesson I learned. But also you did... You did a lot of like solo travel. Even we were in Italy, you would go on your own little tangents and your own little trips and sins and then you recently just did a solo trip to the virgin islands so can you tell people like maybe some advice or like ways kind of like world packers or whatever that they can do that because i feel like a lot of people like they want to travel but they just don't know even where to start especially if they're going alone hmm okay well let me back up. I don't have like a lot of people comment this. They're like, oh, what? what's your job? Like, what'd you go to school for? Like, I went to school for health science. So I really had no prior knowledge on like what the hell I was doing or a good way to do that. So along the way, I think some of the websites that I've heard that are good if you want housing, meals, and just like a job, if you're going to live somewhere random, world packers you could do woofing where you're like working on a farm um i personally think like the easiest way if you're just gonna go off somewhere and stay there is like to get a waitressing job or work at a cafe like sarah caroline did or a bartending job um those are probably the easiest ways to just like make fast cash anywhere in the world and if you have some sort of experience like you're gonna get hired even in, even in Italy, like we didn't have work visas, and that was something that a lot of people commented, like, "How are you working? You don't have a work visa." And we were like, all working. 
yeah, we were all working remote, <laughs> but we were offered like many, many service jobs. Like they were, they would offer yeah. like the, the restaurant next to our house would be like, oh, you girls can work here for cash. Or like our friends are bartending for cash, like without visas. And like, I just think there's always kind of a way to make it work. Like, I know even- it's like, okay, you don't have to get a visa. Okay. Don't come for me government. But like, there's always a way. And one thing, okay, here's what I really want to say is like, you don't, like, you're not necessarily even going to find a job until you get to the place and you meet people. Like, before I got to Hawaii, I was so worried because I applied for like 40 jobs, didn't get any. And then like three days into living there, I acquired a sales job just like right off the bat. And I think sometimes you just got to like, go live on a prayer bring some savings mm-hmm. with you and you're gonna meet someone who has an opportunity for you or find one when you're there um but yeah I totally agree and like we didn't have a job when we went to Hawaii and we found one like after like five days of being there and it was great but yeah I think that sometimes you just have to trust that like if you are going somewhere that you feel called to be and you feel like god the universe is leading you in that direction the doors are going to keep opening like God and the universe and everything They're Like he's not going to get you somewhere and be like, all right, I opened all the doors for you to come here, but I'm going to shut the rest of them now. Like, no, you're where you are for a reason. You know, it's, it's wild. But, but recently to go off that and kind of like jobs and things you do, you have put out a lot of e-commerce products and kind of guides. Can you talk a little bit about the guides and things that you've put out the last couple months. Okay. My e-commerce guides are basically when we were living in Europe, I um, just kept getting all these comments. Honestly, the whole time that I've lived anywhere post-grad, everybody comments the same stuff. Like, how are you doing this? Like, what specific things have you done to get in this very position right now? So I just made like a whole guide on how I acquired jobs while traveling specifically and um, how I save money, like my tips for when you're traveling alone. And then recently I put out like how I've made money from social media and how I grew, which I know Sarah Caroline's coming out with like a school influencer school, which I'm excited (laughs) to read. Hopefully that's out by the time you guys are hearing this. I know this would be a great uh, setup for that, but yeah, pretty much just all my most popular questions I've tried to condense into ebooks. But what I honestly have realized, like, everyone's how is going to be different. I think it's great to, like, learn somebody's journey. But ultimately, if you have a goal, you're going to get there. And it's not going to be how your friend got there or your cousin or this broad on TikTok, you know. But it's cool yeah, to see, totally. like, how sometimes. <laughs> Something that I thought was interesting, I think like I took this away from our conversation we had the other day when I was freaking out about where I was going to move for like the fifth (laughs) phone call that I called you about this topic. (laughs) When you told me like, instead, you said, you know, instead of focusing on like how I'm going to do all this, how am I going to move? How am I going to make it work? How am I going to find roommates? Focus on like who I want to be and why I want to be that. And, you know, that's something that I've really like reflected on the past couple days since that call because I feel like a lot of the time we get really caught up in the you know hows but we totally forget the whys and like the who like 
who do you want to be to do this and like why and what's your why and everyone's why is going to be different I think it's important to remember so yeah we can't like teach you exactly how but we can teach you show you the roadmap (laughs) yeah give you a little a little guide like here's what we did and it worked out so you can try exactly you can try it go ahead no but I think oh gosh that's been my like I know that there's a mantra question I think my biggest thing I've been repeating to myself is just like stop figuring out or stop thinking about how it's all gonna work just think about the goal and the end feeling that you want to feel and it's like, look, you decided you to move to California now. <laughs> now you might move to California now, and everybody well, might move there. You know, when I was like, um, mom, so all my friends are moving to California and I'm like super depressed about that thought. Like, isn't that crazy? And she was like, you should do that. I was like, you think so? <laughs> asking my yeah, mom. If anyone's wondering, if anyone's wondering, we're still 23 and we definitely still ask our parents for basically like, like approval and advice. Are you going to let me move to California? Meanwhile, I've been out of college for three years. <laughs> I have like my own yeah. job, whatever. Yeah, <sighs> definitely. Oh gosh. Well, I'm really excited for this episode to come out. I know when it comes out, it'll be really like sweet to listen to it back and just kind of reflect on like where we are as we listen to this and be grateful that we have grown even in the just few weeks I know. until it comes out. But can you tell everyone just for like the last question, since we did the mantra already, what your future plans are as of right now? Future plans. You have some big sins. Basically, go to go back to the ocean, go back to Hawaii, back to the ocean. <laughs> back to the ocean. Going back to Hawaii for a month, then sending it to Thailand and Australia. And then I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my life. But it will be interesting when this episode comes out to see what I've got. Yeah, (laughs) it could be totally different. Couldn't. No, literally, like, we could be talking about all these things, and I could be like, yeah, I'm moving to California. And then when this comes out, like, I could be living, like, in India, and you could be... (laughs) like Germany we're like oh never mind (laughs) how did this happen you never know we gotta we gotta leave some room for magic someone's gotta keep it interesting like someone's gotta be the the plot well this has been a wonderful podcast I'm very happy to thank you so much for joining us and being a repeat guest and just sharing a little bit about your life you inspire me a lot to grow and achieve and I'm just glad everyone can hear this and I love you I love you too I'm so excited to listen and to all the other podcast episodes